What's up, everybody, and welcome in to the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Use the promo code WMVP to be able to get 50% off your profit boost when it comes to baseball. Also, check out the basketball for the NBA. Any other sport that you're interested in, check out DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. But as you set up your account, make sure you use the promo code WMVP for all the specials that they have there on DraftKings. It's been a while. So good to be back. I have been crazy busy with baseball and doing the show with David Kaplan, morning 7 to 10 on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We are on every morning, Monday through Friday. And it's so good to be able to talk basketball with you. If you love basketball, this is the podcast to be at. Now, we are really coming down to the last few games of the regular season before we started going to the play-in games and the playoffs in the month of May. But we need to talk about the Bulls, right? The Bulls just beat the Charlotte Hornets just recently. A nice win, 120-99 over the Charlotte Hornets. In that game, Zach Levine is back. It's been a while since we've seen Zach Levine, right? Good to see him back with the Bulls as he was able to get 13 points and three rebounds, but it was really led by the two bigs, Vucevic and Tice. Nikola Vucevic had 29 points, 14 rebounds. Tice had 12 and seven. It was great production by the bigs against uh, P.J. Washington and Biz Biombo for Charlotte. So I was happy to see that for the Bulls as the Bulls go and they beat Charlotte. So... Here's the question, right? As we record this here on Friday afternoon, the Bulls are going to take on the Celtics on May 7th. And then on Mother's Day, they will take on the Pistons in Detroit. They will take on the Nets. And I don't know what kind of Nets team we see there. If there's going to be a full strength or if it's going to be just Kyrie or is it just going to be Harden or Durant. I'm not sure what we're going to see there. But... It's going to be the Nets on the 11th, the Raptors on the 13th of May, and then again the Nets in Brooklyn on May 15th on a Saturday. The playoff odds on DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook that the Bulls are going to win the NBA Finals is at 25,000, plus 25,000, the longest odds to win the NBA Finals. And so you know that the Bulls will have a hard time even just getting in the playoffs because they've just been so erratic. It's, It's just... Not just the play, but as far as availability, that's been a problem for the Bulls as well. So who would the Bulls play in the play-in tournament? If the season ended today, the Wizards would face the Pacers in that 9-10 matchup with the Bulls on the outside looking in. The Bulls uh, have a lot of ground to make up if they want to make at least a 10th seed with a slim chance to win its way to the 8th seed. So as it sets up now, the East play-in matchups that the season ended right now at this recording is the Wizards at the 10 seed, the Pacers at home at the 9 seed, the Hornets at the 8 seed uh, away, and then at home, the Miami Heat will be the 7th seed. But the Bulls did it to themselves because when you're trying to figure out who you are as a team midstream, and you could tell that Billy Donovan, as well as the Bulls brass, Eversley and Karnashow has looked at this as like, okay, we got to cut the, the players off of this. We, we got to get some of these players off of this roster and really take a look at what we have. It's nice that Tyson and Vucevic are part of the team, but with Levine being out for so long and then the Bulls trying to find themselves and still in dire need of a lead guard is just, it's just not going to work, right? And as I've told you since I was doing this podcast with you, 
it's really comes down to evaluation and whether or not Laurie Markin and Kobe White are going to be part of this future and whether or not Zach Levine is going to be able to get the full boat now or in, after next offseason. And so the Bulls have a number of question marks here still here in the offseason, even though I think that the Bulls made t- two nice moves for sure. Being able to have a walking 2010 pretty much in Vucevic, who's a solid player. He's been a solid player for a long time. He just needs to play with a winner. Uh, with Orlando, and you just know that team was not going in the right direction. It's just time for the Bulls to be able to solidify their third and fourth guys on a good team. And even then, you still have a top-heavy East with the Nets and with what's going on with Philadelphia and Milwaukee. And there's still good, you know, decent teams in the middle, but the Bulls have to find their way through this thing. And the way they do that is to be able to find themselves help for Zach Levine and Vucevic. And I'm not sure if that help is on this team. Patrick Williams will be a piece, but will not be, I don't think, the number two scorer on this team. I think that he can provide a defensive presence. I think that his offense will come to him. He's still 19. I'm not expecting the world for him. So um, this is uh, this will be very interesting to see with this Bulls team. But it's just, if they make the playoffs, great. But it, it seems like it's slim pickings when the Bulls are the 11th seed at this point in time as we record this. So that's gonna, that's really, really tough. So the Bulls are 27-39 and... What I look for is a strategy for the Bulls in the offseason to figure things out. Of course, at that time, we will record if the Bulls are definitely out of the playoffs. We'll continue this podcast. But um, after missing 11 games due to protocol, it was just nice to see Zach Levine on the floor again for the Bulls. So let's talk a little bit about the MVP race because this has been very polarizing all season. Like who's going to be the MVP of the NBA? And so I said all along that Embiid, while he was healthy for Philadelphia, Joel Embiid had a great opportunity to be the MVP of the NBA. Well, it seems as though that Jokic, the Joker, Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets could be the MVP. The Denver Nuggets have been very good this year. There's no question. So I was reading the Athletic.com, a piece written by Sam Amick from the Athletic.com. And if you want to look for it, the piece is entitled uh, Nuggets Nikola Jokic would be the worst MVP we've had 35 years. you got to be joking. Now, the worst MVP in 35 years. Now, I want you to think about all your favorite players in the NBA. Where's Jokic on your list of favorite players to watch in the NBA? Now, Jokic would be in my top 10, probably at number 10. But that's no diss at Nikola Jokic. Because the number one thing that you and I know, both know as basketball fans is that it's about getting the ball in the hoop. No matter if you're shooting it from the moon like Steph Curry, doesn't matter if you're down low like Jokic or you know shooting the medium range shot. Whatever it takes, you got to get the ball in the hoop and you got to be able to get it done. Whether it's a walking triple-double like Russell Westbrook, it's about getting buckets, being a walking bucket, being a difference maker in the NBA. Everything is not about the house of highlights. You know, Everything is not about YouTube clips or Twitter clips. What it's about is, is that are you a bad man when you get the basketball in your hand? Are you a difference maker, right? And Jokic for Denver is that guy. So the whole piece is written based on what Nick Wright from Fox Sports said on his morning show. He said, historically speaking, 
Jokic would be the worst MVP we've had in 35 years. I want you to think about that statement for a second. 35 years that Jokic would be the worst that we've had in the NBA. So no one knew that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, as Amy writes here in TheAthletic.com, he says no one knew that Kareem would win a league record six MVPs when he won his first at the age of 24 back in 1971. He had to put together a remarkable 20-year career uh, that made his greatness indisputable. Ditto for Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain and Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, on down the line. He says, Jokic is one of three players ever to average at least 16 points, nine rebounds, and five assists in his first five NBA seasons. The others, Oscar Robertson, a one-time MVP and a Hall of Famer, Larry Bird, a three-time MVP and a Hall of Famer, and that's the end of the list. <laughs> Jokic, Bird, and the Big O. As early comps go, that's good company, right? And among those three, Jokic's true shooting percentage during those first five seasons is far away the best at 60.4. It's better than Bird, it's better than Robertson. So the true per shooting percentage for Jokic, better than the Big O and, and much better than Larry Bird. I want you to think about that just for a second. For So Nick Wright comes out and says this would be the worst MVP of all time. Think about the MVPs that we've seen. Now, usually, if we go all the way back to the 80s, right, with Michael Jordan, the idea that a guard, a two-guard, would be the MVP was unheard of. We go back to Magic Johnson, 89-90. He was a point guard that was MVP. He was that in 86 as well. But Jordan broke the mold because he was great as a shooting guard. Barkley won it. Hakeem Olajuwon won it. David Robinson won it. Carl uh, Malone won it. Shaq has been an MVP. So has Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, some of the bigs, right? So as of late, we have Giannis, back-to-back -back MVPs. Harden, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, back-to-back. -back, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, back-to-back. -back, Derrick Rose, of course, in 2010. So I'll stop right there in 2010. So why would Jokic be the worst because he gets buckets? Because it's not a guy that's dunking and flying through the air? You see, here's the problem with Nick Wright and those like Nick Wright. You're disrespecting and just putting aside a guy that's just getting buckets and doesn't get a lot of acclaim. It's not because he's someplace in some remote area. It's not. Denver, Colorado is in the mountain time zone. People can see Jokic anytime that they want. A dude that is averaging the numbers that he's providing is pretty strong. Uh, the Nuggets have been on the rise ever since Jokic came in the town in 2015. From 33 wins in his rookie campaign to a second-round playoff showing in 2019 and the Western Conference Finals appearance against the Lakers in the NBA bubble last year. And all of that before this season when he averaged 26.4 points a game, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. Only Robertson, the big O, and Russell Westbrook have done this. And once again, you take a look at the true shooting percentage, it's at 64.5. He's getting it done. It doesn't matter what he looks like. I'm just telling you that Jokic deserves the MVP if, the, if he gets the crown. He's not the worst. When you're putting up those numbers, he's not the worst. 
Now, again, we bring it all all these other names like Derrick Rose up and Russell Westbrook and all these. Not the worst. Amongst the best. That's how I, I choose to look at it. Some thoughts from George Carl, former Nuggets coach on Sirius XM, about Denver and Jokic. there from George Carl talking about Jokic and talking about the Denver Nuggets. They can be a dangerous team, just like Utah could be a very dangerous team as well in the West. Uh, a couple other West notes I want to pass along to you. <sighs> I hate to see this. New Orleans Pelican star Zion Williamson is out indefinitely with a fractured left ring finger. Williamson underwent a CT scan on Thursday that revealed the injury. A treatment plan and timetable for his return will be determined after further evaluation. So the Pelicans have not been great this year. They've had some moments, but six games under 500. They entered the game against the 76ers, two and a half games back of the Spurs for that last playoff spot in the West. You know, Zion Williamson, as we talked about in a previous podcast, you know, he, he went to New York, played at Madison Square Garden uh, as a Pelican against the Knicks. And his he was so happy and so giddy that he was playing at, on that stage in Madison Square Garden. And now he's out indefinitely with that fractured left ring finger. All the best to Zion. I mean, he's one of the stars in the league. And now that he's out, I'm not sure where the Pelicans are going. But um, I, I thought that with Alvin Gentry that the team was going in the right direction. And I know that every team goes through injuries. I just I just don't believe in Stan Van Gundy as a head coach for the Pelicans. I just thought it's David Griffin, someone I did talk shows with uh, on Sirius XM NBA Radio, my other gig I do other than ESPN 1000. I, I didn't think that David Griffin, all the conversations that he and I had, he steps away from the radio, becomes a GM, and he thought, you know, when I get back into basketball, Stan Van Gundy's the right guy. Ugh. That sounds like A to B coaching to me. And it's, I think it's a good team. Clearly not good enough uh, for the Pelicans, I think, to get to the playoffs this upcoming season. Uh, have you seen what's going on with the Lakers? So, Anthony Davis got hurt last night again. And LeBron James has been out as well. You know, for LeBron James is funny. LeBron James mentioned just recently, he's like, whoever came up with the idea of a play-in game should be fired. The same LeBron James has said, you know, it'd be kind of cool to play on, a play-in game <laughs> during the bubble in the playoffs last year. <laughs> it's kind of like LeBron's idea, but the NBA said that, yeah, let's do that for a little extra juice. So the guy that actually came up with the uh, play-in tournament idea, LeBron, he should be fired. I think that's funny. Maybe he forgot about that. 
But the Lakers are 37-29 going into this weekend's game. They'll play the Trailblazers on Friday, late Friday night. And so the question is with the Lakers, will they be a team that wins a championship and could be out of the playoff push? That very well could be the case. You know, it's a hot team, Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns, I think that Monty Williams, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker and company have done a terrific job. That's a great story in Phoenix for them to be not just first place in the Pacific, but nearing the first and number one seed in the West. Uh, Clippers have played better, but the Lakers, because of injuries, because of what they've gone through, the long losing streak, because they've been banged up, will they be ready? Now, of course, people circled on their calendar thinking that the Clippers and Lakers would all be healthy. Uh, the Clippers beat the Lakers 118 to 94 on Thursday. In that, here's the lineup for the Lakers. Okay, Davis had to leave the game again because of injury. Chicago's own Anthony Davis, nine minutes and four points. Kuzma was in there for the Lakers, and Kyle Kuzma is a player that I like. But you have him, you've got Andre Drummond, you got Caldwell Pope and Caruso. Who you beating with that? And off the bench, they have, you know, Montrez Harrell, but they don't have enough, especially without Davis and without LeBron in there. That's very clear, right? So the the Clipper the, the Clippers are interesting with the Lakers story of the injuries that they've suffered. It goes back to what I said from the beginning. Man, the NBA rushed back so quickly after the bubble. They were done in, like, what, August, September championship, and then they put it back on the floor by Christmas. It was not the amount of time that I would say that the NBA should have had to have make sure everyone's rested and ready to go. But they had to have that money for Christmas, the TV money. And so now you have this litany of injuries. One of the issues for the NBA as far as the TV ratings is concerned is that when you want to see a marquee matchup, if you don't see two teams that are ready to go and healthy, is it worth you watching? Now, I'm an NBA fan, of course. I enjoy watching it, but you want to bring in all the other fans, right, to say, okay, here are the Lakers and the Clippers, uh, the Battle of Los Angeles, it's a rivalry, let's go, and then you don't have a LeBron and AD. Well, are you going to watch that? Well, probably not. You'll find something else to watch. So let's talk about the Lakers. We hear from my buddy Amin El Hassan from Meadowlark Media, and he talks about the Lakers and their chances. When I said oh, it's LeBron, they'll be fine no matter where they end up. I was under the impression he'd be back by now and playing. <laughs> and so wherever they fell, like cool. But once this thing starts, I'm 100. percent I'm in rhythm. Rust is off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The guy missed 30 games, came back for one, and now he's been out ever since. Talking about it still hurts. Obviously, that's not ideal because with six games to go, the likelihood that of like, oh, it just hurts a little in six games, it won't hurt at all. That's very low. What's more likely is it still hurts a lot, meaning in six games, it might still hurt enough for, to impact me and my, my level of play. And, and then you, you lop onto it what's happening with Anthony Davis, uh, which, by the way, sprained his ankle, but it's not the ankle apparently that kept him out. It was back spasms. And I can tell you right now, I can play on a sprained ankle. I cannot play with back spasms, man. Like, back spasms are damn, darn near crippling. So, I think there's a, a level of concern, not because, like, hey, these guys haven't played together in a while, but it's because they don't have time to even make sure that there, there's any level of preparation or, or readiness there. It's go, it's, if they come back healthy enough to play 
on time for the play-in, which it looks like they're heading towards now, it's going to be go time immediately. And when you're either the seven or the eight, you basically have, or if you're the seven, you, you've got two games. You got to win the first one to, you know, get out of the rest of those shenanigans. And if you lose that one, then the next one is do or die. The next game you play might be your last. And then, like, if you win that, your consolation prize is you got to go play against the Jazz or the Suns, right? So there's a lot of peril in this path for a Lakers team that doesn't have health right now. You know what? I think Amin El Hassan is right. My friend from Meadowlark Media talking about the Lakers. They are in peril right now. Who knows what kind of LeBron James or Anthony Davis we'll see. And maybe Los Angeles will be close to the finals this upcoming year, but it'll probably be the Clippers more so than the Lakers. Wouldn't surprise me. Lastly, let me tell you about Russell Westbrook. I don't care what NBA expert tells you, oh, Russell Westbrook, he's washed. Yeah, he gets a triple-double. Once again, Russell Westbrook is one of the more unique players I've ever seen play in the game. What anyone, I don't care what anyone tells you about today's NBA. When I look at Steph Curry and see the greatest shooter I've ever seen, I also see one of the all-time greats because I kept reading about and hearing about, oh, you should have seen Oscar Robertson play. Oh, you should have saw Oscar Robertson play, averaging a triple-double. Russell Westbrook registered his 180th triple-double of his career this past Thursday against the Raptors, moving him just one behind Hall of Famer Oscar Robertson for the most in NBA history. He's going to eclipse the big O. So Westbrook had 13 points, 17 rebounds, 17 assists in the team's 131-129 victory. Again, I don't want to just glaze over the numbers. 13 points, 17 rebounds, and 17 assists. And you'll know why the Wizards are even in the playoff hunt. Not They're not going to win the championship. But a team that came is in the bottom. Russell Westbrook was banged up and hurt. And you looked at this team and said, you know, there's no big deal. I mean, it's the Wizards, right? They're going to languish in last place. When you have someone that's going to average a triple-double, um, there is a reason why that the Wizards are even in the mix for the playoffs because this dude is not 100%. Everything I keep hearing in, in Chocolate City is saying that he's not 100%. And you say, well, Hood, who else? who is 100%? No, he plays hurt all the time and doesn't say a lot as far as him going after teammates or going after teams, especially in this Wizards uniform. But he is just steadfast and trying to win. It's not about a dude that's averaging just 21.9 points a game, 11.3 rebounds, 11.3 assists per game, averaging a triple-double for the entirety of the season. It's not just about that. He wants to win, too. Big O says, I, I'm a big fan of Russell Westbrook. He says he's a dynamic individual. They've moved him around to different teams, and I don't know why, because I think he's one of the stars, guards in basketball, one of the bright stars. He says, I guess that they thought when he went to Washington that he wouldn't be that effective, but he's done a tremendous job. Absolutely, he's done a tremendous job. He is going to surpass the big O Saturday against the Indiana Pacers, I would say, to um, 
get even close to the record and then surpass the Big O. That's how good Russell Westbrook is. Give Russell Westbrook his flowers. I agree with Eddie Johnson, who played for the Illini, part of NBA Today on Series 6 NBA Radio. There's no doubt that Russell Westbrook is not good. He's great. He could stop playing today and be in the Hall of Fame. But to discount his numbers like, ah, uh, it's another triple-double, no big deal. No. Because he gets his, he gets boards, and helps others. Every night. Every night. You might be the biggest Chris Paul fan, or LeBron James fan, or Giannis Antetokounmpo fan. You might be the biggest fan of Joel Embiid. You might be the biggest fan of Kevin Durant, or... Kyrie Irving or James Harden. That's cool. There's a lot of stars in the league. But who is trying to help himself, help others, and gets boards every night in double digits? Only Russell Westbrook. Here's Eddie. No one in this league has the energy level that this dude has to go for it. He goes for it every night. I have never seen Russell Westbrook take a night off in all the games he has played. I have never turned on a telecast where Russell Westbrook was playing. I did not see him without the scowl on his face. I did not see him not attacking the rim relentlessly. I did not see him being very, you know, aggressive toward other players or officials, being into the game, hating to lose, hating for things to go poorly. Yes, he's going to have bad games. He's going to take bad shots. All players have in the past. That's no big deal. And he's done it to a high level at times. But the energy level that this man plays with, I have never, ever seen anyone play this game at the level that that guy does with his energy every night. And I think now he's going to start to get attention for it in a positive way, especially if the Wizards can make the play-in. And if they make the play-in, I feel sorry for the teams in the East that's going to deal with him and Bradley Bill. Nope. Eddie Johnson from Series 6M NBA Radio. Played at Illinois and Suns color analyst just laying it all out. He said it way better than I could about Russell Westbrook. I mean, so maybe Westbrook and the Wizards make the playoffs or not again as we record this on Friday afternoon. This 7, 8, 9, 10, 7, Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, 8, Charlotte Hornets with uh, with Young Ball watching the Pacers at 9. They got some internal problems with the Pacers, by the way. There might be a coaching change there. We'll see at the end of the season. And the Wizards at 10, the Bulls the 11th seed coming into tonight's games. And for the West, it's fun, man. Like, Jazz and Suns are at the top. Jazz are the number one seed, but the Suns are one game behind coming in to tonight's games. Clippers are the uh, third seed, and the Nuggets are the four. They solidified their playoffs. Jazz, Suns, Clippers, and Nuggets. Now we'll see where the Mavericks and Lakers are. Lakers are the sixth seed. And I'm watching the bottom of this as well. Like, how does this work in the bottom with Portland at the seven seed? Warriors, will they make the playoffs? I think they will. Warriors at eight, Memphis nine, and San Antonio Spurs at ten. So that's how that looks. Hey, yeah, I tell you about DraftKings. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. 
It's America's top-rated sportsbook for a reason. They offer nearly limitless ways to bet. From live betting to prop betting, they got it all. DraftKings, the official sports betting operator of the Chicago Cubs, is bringing you closer to the action this week with a 50% boost on your winnings on any baseball bet placed. Taking advantage of this profit boost is easy. All you got to do is place a bet on any baseball game, and if that bet hits, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook will give you a 50% boost. So here is my advice. Knowing that DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable, it's what I use. That's why I talk about it. So you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Head to the top-rated DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Claim your 50% profit boost. Place any baseball bet, and if that bet wins, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook uh, will be able to give you an additional 50% boost. So it's good for baseball, it's good for basketball, golf this weekend as well. Just head to the drop store, but make sure you use the promo code WMVP uh, to help you out. Don't forget, it's for a limited time only at DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Illinois only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details if you or someone you know has got a gambling problem. Crisis counseling referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Uh, and so I am so pleased that I can be able to provide an NBA podcast. It's been a while, it's been a little bit. And so I hope that you have a great Mother's Day weekend. I know I will as well. And, um, you know, this will, this, we're getting closer to the playoffs. So more podcasts, more conversation. If you're an NBA fan, make sure you reach out to me on Twitter, twitter.com, tweetjhood, or Instagram, IGJHood. And don't forget to hear me with David Kaplan, mornings between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Download that app, hear us every morning, wherever you are listening to us from. Have a great NBA weekend. We'll talk next week. And don't forget to find us on Spotify as well. Find us on Spotify.